0: It's episode 187 of Crack the Customer Code, and
1: Adam and Jeannie have their engines at full throttle.
0: Adam, what if I started calling you the ultimate customer service machine? Well,
2: <laughs> wouldn't you just be catching up with everyone else? Wow. <laughs> Humble, too. Humble. <laughs> I can't help what they call me. <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's quite an appellation there, Jeannie. Uh, yeah, what? Quite the nom de guerre.
0: Well, I just you know it 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 got me thinking because our guest today, Jacqueline Jasonowski, she's with BMW. And of course their slogan, very well known, the ultimate driving machine. And so I think it really just got me thinking about, you know, you are the ultimate customer service machine. Although I guess you could argue you're not a machine, but you know, semantics.
2: Well you know what, (laughs) Jeannie, you're the Ultimate podcast co-host, not a machine, just (laughs) co-host.
0: Nicely done. Brandy
2: points on the board.
0: (laughs) Click. (laughs) Yeah, we we had a great conversation with Jacqueline. I thought she had so many interesting points, specifically around the sales experience, because she's really done dramatic things to improve how customers feel about that when they're um, purchasing cars, which is not always, let's face it, it's not always the greatest experience for the customer.
2: Well, yeah, and she, she's really achieved great things there. And, you know, we talked about how hyper-competitive this is now. I mean, we had uh, Joe Michelli on uh, mm-hmm. Many many podcasts ago And please look that up Once you're done with this episode Because it's a nice contrast He wrote the book on Mercedes customer experience And part of what Jacqueline talks about Is really having to keep pace With an industry that is Trying to shift that sales paradigm Of the, uh, the, the sleazy sales And the hard sale And uh, really make it about a, a total customer experience From beginning to end
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's really flipped the paradigm a little bit. And so it's a great conversation. So I think we need to get started and rev the engine and introduce Jacqueline.
2: Rev the engine. (laughs) All right. Well, Jacqueline Jasonowski brings creativity, passion and enthusiasm into every day as she continues her 15 plus year career in automotive. Responsible for driving programs to achieve a 24-point upward movement in sales satisfaction, as measured by J.D. Power, she combines storytelling and analytics to convey to her audience that embracing change is required to move forward. Hallelujah to that. Jacqueline's program development and main focus is to connect the mind and hearts of her dealers to create real and sustainable transformation for the benefit of the customer. Jaclyn led the all-new 2016 7 Series BMW Ultimate Benefits Team to create program recognitions around dealer implementation and customer benefits. Welcome, Jacqueline. How are you today?
1: Thank you, Adam. I'm fantastic. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're thrilled that you could join us. And thank you.
0: I uh, got to know you at a, an event where you spoke, and we really what I thought was so fascinating was some of the ways that you have really gotten to know your BMW customers and how the sales experience is so closely connected to their initial satisfaction, which I think sometimes when we talk about customer experience and customer service, we don't always connect those dots. So I'm, I'm just curious, can you share a little bit about how did you discover what really matters to them, what matters to your customers?
1: Absolutely, Jeannie. So it's interesting because we've all received those pesky little emails, right, with the survey link, whether (laughs) we've been, right, when we've been a consumer in all kinds of different industries, whether it be, you know, participating in a hotel or getting a rental car or purchasing an Apple product, you know, what not. Those surveys are so absolutely critical to our business. And the reason being is because they're really an insider's viewpoint to what our consumer is looking for. And oftentimes, you know, you just delete that email, but what happens when you do complete it as a business owner, as a brand, we thoroughly review those verbatims and how our customers are responding to the experiences that they've had overall. And interestingly enough, we have a couple of different ways, you know, that we actually do take a look at surveys with our consumers. One of them is an internal survey. So we have a survey that goes out on behalf of our dealerships, but it's something that we in the headquarters operations, specifically in my department. Take a look at and use as a guiding force in order to create programs or ensure that we're communicating inside our organization about what our consumers are looking for during the sales experience, before the sales experience, and even after the experience. And then secondarily, you have may have heard about JD Power. You know, JD Power mm-hmm. is also um, a way that we actually take a look at what's going on in our industry and with our competitors. And with J.D. Power, it's, it's interesting because some of our dealerships would say, okay, it's too low of a sample size or whatnot, but they have a proven methodology to help us as well gain insight from our customers. And every year we take a look at how those survey results fall and we're able to really do a deeper dive into each of our dealerships to find out what's happening inside each business unit, if you will. So I would say the surveys have really been um, a great opportunity for us to be more intimately connected with what our consumers are looking for as part of our brand.
0: Well, and I think Adam and I preach a lot about how there's no one perfect metric, right? So the fact that you're looking at these different places and kind of putting them together, you can complain about any of them, (laughs) like none of them are perfect. But when you start really examining what's going on, it gives you that way to measure if it's going up or down and that matters at the end. So I think it's great that you're looking at these different sources to get that insight from your customers. Great. Thank you. Yeah, it's completely true. Yeah. And that segues into
2: something that I found just fascinating. We mentioned it in your intro that you achieved a twenty-four point increase in satisfaction with the sales experience, which, as we all know, you've been in this game a little bit. Yeah, twenty-four point increase <laughs> is nuts. So, uh, first of all, obviously, surveys—the listening—that's obviously been a part of it. But what else do you think is attributed? So, to honestly, that
1: Adam, several factors. I mean, we could go into—we have—we could have a whole podcast on things that you know that we've done in order to contribute to this movement, if you will. But what? what What I would like to share, I think, with organizations listening or entrepreneurs listening is it's really important to hire, right and then educate in order to know where you want to go. I mean, it's also important to have this vision, right? And so the vision, and I think, Jeannie, you've talked about this before as well, even Mm -hmm. I think at the summit that we talked of. That's right. That's where we we met each other. And you talk about having this vision. And in order to contribute to this vision and get to where you want to go, you need to actually... Hire individuals that live and breathe your vision. And once you know that they're a cultural fit, then educate them. I really strongly believe that one of those larger, you know, projects that we did in order to contribute to that was educate our dealerships about what our consumers are looking for, and then how to deliver it. Because oftentimes being in this business of customer experience, we take for granted, you know, that people are smiling. We take for granted that they're going to say hello every time a customer comes into a brick and mortar or even on the phone. But we can't take that for granted because every person is different and we're dealing with human beings. Mm -hmm. And so in order to ensure that we deliver on that vision, we need to make sure that we educate our folks. And I truly believe we uh, started about three years ago our training program around how to, to create an elevated customer experience in our dealerships. And with the launch of that program, I'm, I'm 100% sure that that was one of the larger contributing factors to that increase. And I'm happy to share, we just got our results for 2016 and we've now moved up into the top five. Oh, my goodness! Congratulations. Yes, thank you. So, thank you. Yes, it was unbelievable. We got the results about two weeks ago. And I have to tell you, I did a little dance, I think, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And and I might have attacked our CEO when he was walking out the door, you know. (laughs) Maybe. I love it. I love it. Yes, exactly, exactly. He was, you know, incredibly thrilled. We've actually celebrated this moment. And oftentimes we get this, you know, great result, or we we get to see some improvement. And sometimes we don't celebrate. I think it's human nature. You know, you say, okay, great, we got this accomplishment. Now what's the next achievement that we're trying to get? And so really, because, you know, this, this has been a long and steady, you know, marathon, this is not a sprint. And that's what I like to share with everybody is that Once you see where you're going, you you know, be patient with yourselves, um, and ensure that you're just kind of keep pushing forward because you might have some lulls, you know, as you move towards the end of this race. And once you finally get that achievement, do take a moment to celebrate. And clearly we're still not where we want to be. You know, we're still moving in that direction, but I have to say, I'm pretty thrilled, you know, that we've got to this point where (laughs) we're at today. Absolutely. You should be. Thank you.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely. Uh, and correct, congratulations. That is a quite an accomplishment. And I, I want to actually focus back on something you mentioned, which was the education piece. Because one of the things I've seen organizations struggle with is, you know, education is like, okay, here's how, the, here's how the computer works, and here's a few things you need to know about the product. Have a good day. Good luck. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we all know that, that it's much more complicated than that. So without giving away any competitive secret sauce, I'm just curious – Rough percentages, rough ideas. How much of the education is about the journey and the experience and communication and those soft skills, so to speak? And how much is really just Mm -hmm. the product now? So
1: product is huge. I mean, that is, again, uh, something that we're known for, uh, you know, our product. And I would have to tell you, probably the larger majority of what we do has been around the product. And over the last three years, as I mentioned about this whole training component that we've added for the soft skills, we've ensured, you know that we some of our dealers get a little bit more, some of our dealers get a little bit less because it also ultimately comes down to the leadership style in each of our dealerships. And something to note is that I'm working with franchisees. You know, these are individual um, business owners that are are creating their own little microcosm cultures inside, where we they also have to kind of move up to the bigger overarching brand, you know, of BMW. So oftentimes we are kind of. I hate to say, but pushing down a little bit of what we would want to see from a consistency standpoint into the dealerships when it comes to these, you know, customer skills and soft skills. So it's something that we've made a commitment to deliver on every single year since we've implemented the program. And it's something that we're committing to deliver on in the future as well. Because honestly, if we would not have done what we've done over the past few years, all of our other competitors would have passed us even significantly further because everybody is improving every year. Mm -hmm. Everybody sees that the customer experience, you know, landscape is the battleground for customer loyalty and without continued improvement without continued education, you're going to be left, you know, in the dust somewhere and everybody's else going to, you know, is going to keep moving forward. So uh, I would say the soft skills is, is something that I find so critically important. And, you know, Jeannie, the presentation that you saw me do around this topic about the power of hello and about bringing together, human experience versus customer experience is something that's very new for us because now we're really talking about connecting hearts and minds and before it was kind of like oh this is the way you should do it you should smile you should say this you should say that but now it's like (laughs) who are you as an individual working in this dealership and how do you want to be perceived by your customers coming in the door? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's about making sure that we're kind of bringing more accountability back to each individual that's showing up every day in our dealerships, and then creating a customer experience through relationship with those people walking in to purchase.
0: We almost need like a new name for I soft agree. skills. Yeah, <laughs> because they're totally not soft. <laughs> like they're they're super important, and I think sometimes there are, especially people who you know, go through and are in business education their whole lives, they leave that out of so much of the education. And so this idea that they're soft, we need to come up with something. So Adam, get to that, please. Will you?
2: (laughs) I will work. I will work on a branding campaign (laughs) for soft skills. I love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I'm, I'm curious because BMW especially, but you know, that level of automotive is known for such a high standard of excellence And so when we're talking about the sales experience, and again, we're talking about some of these soft skills like saying hello and all of these things, but how do you really measure that standard against those um, exceptional
1: standards that you already have for the product? Sure. That's a great question, Jeannie. And it's something we struggled with, you know, quite a bit. So... um it's important to have a customer journey. And I even hate the word journey sometimes because it seems so long, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sometimes seems so long. You're like, wow, why do I have to be on a journey <laughs> to experience the brand? But it is what it is. And so until we come up with another name, um, Adam, you can get on that as well. We'll, we'll continue, <laughs> we'll continue to call it the customer journey. So we each, we all have one, right? No matter what product we're selling, what service we're delivering on. And it's important to know where you want the customer and when you want them there, and then what they're going to experience once they get there. However, it is also incredibly important, I cannot stress this enough to be flexible, because each of your customers is on whether you like it or not, a different experiential journey themselves, because they have different needs. They maybe have done more research than somebody else. They may have less time than somebody else. So it's important to, you know, to have this baseline, this foundation of the way the customer journey should look like and which standards they should have, you know, what should happen in each of these moments. And specifically too, for um, your dealerships, your retail network, your employees, to know what they need to deliver on in those moments. However, it's also important to give them, like, as I mentioned, these flexibility. So as an example, you know, if a particular customer, you know, walks in and it's clear that you can see that they're just maybe they're short on time or they're frustrated or whatever it is, giving your people the ability and the authority to make decisions in order to service that customer in maybe a more expedient way. Because I think if you start to get stuck in this journey, Mm -hmm. you're like, no, no, no. They need to go from A to B to C, you know, and that's not the way we work as human beings. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a human being wants to come in at A and they want to jump directly to Z because that's just who they are. Mm -hmm. And I I often say, think about your customer
0: on their worst day. Like Mm -hmm. they, they don't want to be pushed through your process. They want to have their own experience. And so it's a great point about flexibility. And I think it's something that a lot of Organizations kind of get so excited about the the idea of this beautiful customer journey that they've created, that they, mm-hmm. they lose the insight of understanding that these are different people who have different experiences, who
1: have different lives, and so they have different needs. Um, so it's a
0: great, great point about
1: flexibility. Yeah, I always say customization, time optimization, and thoroughness of the experience yeah. In, relative to the customer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that.
2: Nice. That is nice. You know, I, I'm still working on the first term, but I, I like the idea of customer strong oh. <laughs> uh, Hashtag just, just trademarked. Trade <laughs> very nice but uh, so here's so let's talk about the actual car journey it's just us three girls here Uh we're just talking as customers now we're not customer experience people anymore Uh and you know some journey doesn't even begin to explain (laughs) the car buying process as it has historically been practiced i've shared on this podcast a few times i'll happy to tell you later my nightmare uh
1: oh goodness okay story (laughs) and
2: i'm sure you've had one at some point in your life or at least a family member so what drives you crazy about the c- car sales experience i mean not at bmw of course but as a customer as a consumer things you've seen experienced. what are just the things that make you want to go
1: ah mm-hmm. oh, that's, gosh, a, te- that's so a technical feel, term I feel, by the yeah, way yeah, ah. I see that yes and there are a few you know a few things and i think oh gosh, the car buying industry, you know, how, how many years of historical experience we've had with this industry. Right. And I think, unfortunately, there are times where we're still stuck when we, the first inception, inception of what a car dealership looks like, you know, they call the, the badger, right. Of the car dealer, you know, sales associate <laughs> coming in and just, I think oftentimes, you know, we still have some prejudgment, and it mm-hmm. makes me crazy. And I, share some of these stories you know with our dealer associates about hey you know look around this room do we all look the same and oftentimes the answer is no because we don't and so i say to put a prejudgment or an assumption interpretation about who you think your customer is walking in the door is a huge disservice not only to the individual working at the dealership but also to the customer walking in Everybody has a story and you don't know what that story is. So why not push through that boundary of your assumptions, have some dialogue with the customer and find out. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. makes me crazy. If I could do away with prejudgment in our industry, I would be a happy person, (laughs) a very, very happy person. And then I think also I would say, Oftentimes, too, our customers coming in are more fearful or anxious, again, because of history, than our dealerships give them credit for. So why not make it the most welcoming environment possible in order to, you know, start to build that relationship and and, and also maybe bring down some of those walls of our customers mm-hmm. so that they know that this is actually a happy place and they're getting <laughs> ready, you know, to to spend crazy amount of money on a vehicle that they're going to love every single second once they leave but you know if i could if i could those are two things i would say if i could make a difference and help people see things a bit differently there that would be well, that's amazing
2: because mm-hmm. uh, we teach something called the seven service triggers which is that same idea which is that people have had experiences and they've developed these hot buttons and the car buying mm-hmm. process is essentially one big hot button for the whole country, mm-hmm. right? It I mean, it, re- it really has been. And I mean, if you look at, sorry, one of your competitors, but not uh, sort of side competitors, you know, CarMax has made that sort of their mission was mm-hmm. a- attacking that challenge and that mindset. So I'm sure you've been secret shops, So hopefully this isn't a competitive, uh, you know, secret. What are some things you do when somebody walks in off the floor to sort of hit them right from the beginning? that this is going to be a different experience.
1: Well, something some of your listeners may have experienced before is that over the last couple of years, we introduced the BMW Genius inside our showroom floors. And really what the Genius is all about is providing a kind of non-threatening environment, which is set, it's basically to create a safe space that customers can come in and talk about What is they're looking for in a car? And the genius's main responsibility is to show them the product, you know, get them excited, take them on a test drive and to create an environment where it doesn't seem that there's pressure, you know, to purchase, to buy in that moment, gives them an opportunity, if you will, I like to say to marinate a little bit, you know, inside (laughs) the dealership floor and get comfortable with their experience. And we've seen amazing responses on working with the genius because these folks are all different Types of people from all different types of backgrounds that are thoroughly, you know, enthused about the product. So they just love talking about the brand and ensuring that the customer is able to, you know, take a look at a vehicle that's suited for their needs. So that would be one one thing I would say that's definitely, uh, I think, changed the landscape of our dealerships. But then also, you know, Jeannie, to the point about the power of Hello, I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. running around the country and talking about, you know, something a bit different and about, pushing through, you know, assumptions and, and interpretations of individuals to kind of take the first step to say hello to customers coming in and really creating a welcoming environment as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's so interesting how things come full circle, because if you think about it, like Walmart was one of the first ones who had the greeters, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, <laughs> and exactly. Everybody everybody, kind of, you know, thought it was quaint and cute when it started, but after a while it became, um almost meaningless because they weren't really keeping up with the emotional side of it. Mm -hmm. And so they, I know they've come back to that a little bit, but you look at the difference in expectations between a Walmart and, you know, a high-end dealership, like we're talking about, and it's like, we still just want to be treated like people and we want to be loved and all of that. So it's really, um, it's really cool to see that, to see that you're thinking like that and really putting things into context for everybody. So um, I think that it is uh, really important that everybody takes what you've done and and apply it to whatever business, because we all want to be treated like human beings. We all want to be welcomed. We all want to have that emotional component and soft skills, a.k.a. whatever brand we come up with. That, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So good. Well, this was fantastic, Jacqueline. We're, we're so appreciative that you were able to join us today and share what you've been doing. And congratulations on all of the success. That is so impressive. Um, so you should definitely keep celebrating that. But absolutely. It, in the meantime, if people want to reach out to you, are,
1: what are the best ways to find you online? Absolutely. So you can definitely find me online on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to make connections with anybody who's listening and interested in learning more Uh, on LinkedIn. Just look up my name, Jacqueline Jasonowski. I know it's a long one, guys, but (laughs) I think Jeannie and Adam have provided it there in my bio. So you'll be able to check me out there. That would be a great way to connect.
0: Great. We'll make sure links are in the show notes and uh, keep up what you're doing. It's great that you're so engaged and that you're engaging all these
1: Different types of people. It's really exciting. So congratulations. Absolutely, My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's been awesome.
2: Great stuff. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. You're welcome.
1: Wow. I got so much
0: out of that interview because I really liked how she really saw that they had some unique challenges. And instead of approaching it the way that they always had, she looked for different ways. She looked for ways to really respond to what customers are looking for.
2: Absolutely. You know, I one of the things I really liked was how she sort of brought in the whole organization mm-hmm. and, and talked about the, the different layers and things like that. And I think that's a really powerful message. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about silos on this show and about sort of things happening at one level of the organization but it really is uh you know teamwork makes the dream work let's just go right to cliche (laughs) here (laughs) but but everybody's got to be on board because if not there's a gap in the experience always
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and we sure hope that you got lots of insights and takeaways from this episode as well and as always we are so grateful that you are here and one of our listeners at Crack the customer code we are also a proud member of the c-suite radio family if you like C-Suite radio, then check out C-Suite TV and watch in-depth interviews with business content for C-Suite leaders and entrepreneurs. And it's all on demand. Get insider secrets by going to C-SuiteTV.com. We appreciate you spending your valuable time with us. I'm Jeannie Walters. You can learn more about me and our customer experience investigation consulting at 360Connects.com.
2: And I'm Adam Tupork, and you can learn more about me and our customer service workshops and training at customersetstick.com. So next time, take care of yourself and
0: take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.